And we're back. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cash Talk. There'll be no boundaries, just straight talk. I'm John Casher, and today I'm here with Dana Louie. And today we're talking about money mindset. Today we want to talk about some areas that will help shift your money mindset from scarcity to abundance. So Dana, what's up? What's been happening? I haven't seen you. I feel like we've been a little bit distant <laughs> hey, lately. We have, we have. Work has definitely gotten the better of both of us. Um, but yeah, no, I've been good. I uh, had a few recent developments actually. I um, I moved out last week. So wow. I'm on my own at long last. Ah, there you go. Leaving the safety of of the nest and 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 jumping that out the is. tree. So, uh, yeah. how does that, how does that feel? And obviously, yeah, this is obviously news to me. And guys, I do try and keep a close uh, relationship with Dana, but with uh, end of financial year madness, <laughs> I've been uh, head down, bum up in, uh, in 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 getting everything mm-hmm. done for clients. And obviously, and for people who probably haven't put these two together, uh, me and Dana actually work quite closely with one another. Uh, we we both work together at AFA Group Wealth and, um, you know, she's essentially my go-to girl for everything. Um, and yeah, she's, she's, she's a great, great asset for the business. So, um, yeah, so Dana, <laughs> no, that's all right. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for being a part of the team. I, um, you know, I love working it's with you, life. but anyway, uh, we won't talk about our, uh, our work scenario now. I think that'll bore people probably with all of our numbers and stuff, but let's talk around, <laughs> let's talk around, um, you know, this, this, this shift for you. Obviously today we're going to speak about money mindset, but you know, okay. I think this is relevant, you know, um, Leaving the nest, the safety of the nest, you know, obviously yeah. a few things that get into your mind, um, how, you know, talk around that, you know, wh- how was that for you? How'd you feel about that move? Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's a pretty big deal. I mean, obviously, like I'm in my early 20s, I've been financially dependent on my parents for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I've been working and, and kind mm-hmm. of saving of my own accord. But yeah, for the most part, like, as far as groceries, utilities, and all that go, like my parents always covered that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess you kind of move out, and all of a sudden, there's like there are so many expenses that you just don't even really think of until you actually kind of face with them, like internet bills. Uh, yeah, just you, you know, like yeah, you know, yeah, running yeah. A house gas, electricity, rates. There's the the list yeah, goes on. That's it. That's it. We all want yeah, to grow. We all want does. to grow up, Dana, and and we all want to, you know. Like I think I remember when I was like fifteen, and I just was like, yeah, I can't wait mm. to get out the house and do whatever. But the reality mm-hmm. is, is that as we get as we get older, I think there's just more responsibilities for us, and it and it become it doesn't for some people that 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 fear that you're talking about those extra bills, you know, the internet, the gas, the electricity. Mm. Um, they end up just snowballing and it becomes more, it becomes the debt yeah. and the mortgage of the house. It becomes the kid's education, you know, and it can really mm-hmm. snowball into a lot of actually anxiety, which, you know, we're going to talk a little bit mm-hmm. today about money mindset, um, you know, but I, it is a, it's actually a very timely thing that what you're experiencing now is something that over my, <laughs> you know, 12 years of advice and, you know, 18 years in the finance game, um, mm-hmm. you know, I see all the time and, and, and these, um, and to be straight, let's not sugarcoat it. Yeah. Um, this is your first big one. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> and just accept that, you know, these things are going to often happen. Yeah. You're going to feel uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Most of the time when you're doing change. Yeah. So um, yeah. good good on you for doing that. Obviously, I didn't know about that. And is, uh, <laughs> is that is that by yourself? Is that with someone else? Like what's what's the arrangement? Is it is it totally by yourself or... Or, or, or are you with a friend or something like that? What's going on there? 
Yeah, no, it's just with just with a couple of friends, like a handful of people yeah. um, at the moment. But, you know, later down the track, I think it'd be nice to have like a, you know, apartment of sorts to myself. Ooh. But for now, <laughs> early days, um, yeah, just with a few people. So it's sort of good to share that that rent cost. And yeah. all that, but um, well, I'll have yeah, to, I'll have to pencil, I'll have to pencil that into your financial plan now. We'll have to, we'll have to start yeah. planning that out. But it, but anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway, you can, you can always, you can always bunk up with us with the two young kids. I'm sure that we could do with some extra oh, hands as well too, Dana. So <laughs> that's all good. exactly what I had in mind. <laughs> all right, so let's talk around today. Like obviously around money mindset, we started to brush on it now, but um. I think there's a few keys to a healthy money mindset, yeah, um, to really get your money humming. And um, we've probably discussed, started to discuss one already, which is around just thinking the right way, like being in the right frame of mind, yeah. And I think that leads on to thinking positively. I think, you know, like I was talking about before, you know, that feeling of uncomfortableness, you know, leaving the comfort of the, mm. the home, for example, which is a big one. And I'm moving mm. into this, oh, these bills, this unawkwardness. Mm. I think, yeah. I think the biggest thing is, and, and, and I'm actually glad I'm talking to you about this, is, is to believe in yourself, you know, and, and for the listeners yeah. that are listening, I think a big one is, is to believe in yourself. And, I was very fortunate um, and for people that know me today, I probably got that in spades that, you know, that belief in that I can achieve anything I put my mind to it. Um, it doesn't matter if it's money or if it's something else in life. I think first and foremost, you have to have belief. You have to have belief that you'll be in a better spot in 12 months than you'll be in, you know, than you are today, you know, and trying to build on that and really, you know, harnessing that, to have the power to make changes. And so, um, you know, if you're in a rough spot, you know, having that positive frame of mind that you'll be in a better spot or, you know, you've made this step with uncomfortableness is having a positive, it's it's only the the change that's happening and, and grabbing that and, and propelling yourself to move forward. And so, you know, there's some people that do like daily affirmations, you know, they'll, they'll, for, for people that need that, they, they might come in and say, you know, um, today's gonna be a better day, um, you know, tomorrow's going to be even better. And, you know, I think that I'm very fortunate. I do have that in spades. I did have a dark period in my life um, where I needed to have that. And that really helped me to, to, to get back into a positive frame of mind. So, you know, I do believe in it and I do say at work, do I do it often? I probably should do it more often. But like I said, I'm pretty positive around life and where I'll be in, you know, five, 10 years, 20 years. Um. But I think when you go look about money specifically, I think the two biggest things that I think people need to work on, and you might be able to relate to this, Dana, is I hear very much like I can't afford that or I can't be that or I can't have that in my life. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, from your own kind experience. Kind of that thing of like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just going to say just even just the word can't, I mean, when you start off having your mindset or like framed around that word, then you won't be able to achieve anything. And it kind of, it kind of like that first step towards change or towards achieving something you want is from changing that I can't to I can. Correct. And I think, I think that, you know, in my circle of friends, you know, and even the people that I've, I've necessarily been around and even the clients that when I first see them, it's, 
we can't do this, you know, it's, that's going to cost us too much or, you know, oh, we can't live that life. You know, I, I would say the most successful people I, I speak to and, and have seen their plans come to fruition is for them having that positive frame of mind where they're, it's more like, no, that's what I want and I'll get there. This is, and then they start to, you know, reverse engineer, you know, um, yeah. for example, you know, I want to retire when I'm 50. Um, not being like, oh, you know, I can't retire at 50. No, no, no. You, you possibly can retire at 50. Let's talk about that. How would we, what would we need to do today to get there? And then unpacking that yeah. and reverse engineering that. And, you know, you in your 20s, you know, whatever, you've got, say, 25 years to get there and breaking it down. You know, all right, well, at mm. 50, you need $100,000 a year passively. All right, roughly, you're going to need $2 million in assets. All right, well, what do we need to do now? What seeds do we need to do that we have now to plant to make sure that we've got those fruitful trees later on? So I think having that positive frame of mind and then kind of reverse engineering it is a great money, great for your money mindset and getting in that frame of mind to shift from can't to can and then from can't to can. Once you're in that can, well, all right, how do I actually get there? Um. And I think in your own experiences, uh, Dana, I know in mine, um, I think when the goal is too far and seems unachievable, maybe creating those mini goals or those little milestones, like uh, I'm not sure if you've had that in your life, but I know that it's in mine. It's like, you know, I, I want to lose weight, for example. Yeah, you might want to lose 30 kilos, but if you just focus on losing your first kilo, yeah, the second mm. one usually becomes a little bit better, yeah, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah that's a really good analogy to use, actually, because it, it is kind of exactly that. Like, you're not going to lose 30 kilos overnight, <laughs> but, you know, setting yourself that goal of one kilo, well, that's quite achievable, and that could realistically be done within a week or two or something. And then as soon as you start seeing that tiny little bit of progress, you kind of start building momentum, and, you know, you, you get used to that sort of, that fulfillment that you get from from succeeding in those mini goals and then all of a sudden you work towards the bigger goal so it's yeah it's good to just sort of start off small and then ultimately work up towards something really big and i think it helps to get that like snowballing effect that snowballing effect on your positive frame of mind like as in if you get some yeah. early wins and you get some quick wins it just builds that momentum to get in that positive frame of mind and, mm. and thinking positively um you know, just helps so much with that, you know, getting into the momentum of what where you need to get to. Um, but I think that the other one is as well too, is to not sugarcoat it. Like we've talked around, you know, your move, for example. Um, it's okay if things don't work out, yeah? Like, you know, if you went into your what you've got now and then, you know, you had to move home, people back home, people like, oh, <laughs> No, please don't. Like, I hope that never happens and that'll be the end of my days. Like, no, things, yeah. things, things and you're, you, you're probably laughing at me because you're probably like, no, that, I do not want that to happen. Um, I think yeah, I, I know. I'm thinking it probably will, but don't yeah. want to. <laughs> I think when I left, I think when I left house the first time, I think that the room at the house was renovated to a, a different room. As soon as I left, I think mum kind of cleaned out oh, everything, ready to go. Oh, She's like, he's out. He's not coming back. Yeah. I think yeah. the locks, locks yeah, and chains and everything. See you later. Um, <laughs> but but I think I think it's what I'm trying to get at is that life's not just like this smooth line. Yeah, it just and it's okay. And I think that this 
even the word that I'm going to utter out of my mouth, which is failure, yeah, is just a part of success, yeah? It's just a part of it. Like, you know, I'm sure everyone's seen famous quotes, which I'm not going to quote today, but every famous sports star or every successful person will talk around their failures in life. You know, if you've accumulated, you know, a series of personal debts, yeah, and it's spiraling out of control. Like accepting that as a part of failure to then improve. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Um, if you made a poor financial decision and your investments are down by 50%. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, like things happen. It's a matter of how you react to that and what you do from that. How you pick yourself up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and after all of this time that I've been in financial advice and around money, nothing's perfect. Yeah. In hindsight, I look back at some of the advice that I gave 12 years ago and I'm like, oh, I could have done that better, that better, that better, that better, that better. Yeah. But in that, in that time, I was doing the right thing for the client. Yeah. But I could have done it better. Yeah. And if you speak to a doctor or if you speak to a whoever, yeah they will look in hindsight and think that they do better. And that comes with time and experience and whatnot. And that's the same when it comes with money. Yeah. Money management and whatnot, you actually learn more from your failures. And I've got heaps of stories that I'll share a little bit later around clients where they failed and they're now such in a better, in a, in a better spot for it. So I think failure and accepting that and that uncomfortable feeling that things may not turn out, just getting used to that and being okay with that is very good in growing to become successful and having that right money mindset of, yes, I'm thinking positively. It can fail or not work out and that's okay. That's just a part of the process of me becoming better and more successful with my money. Okay. Yeah, um, absolutely. And to fail often, Dana, like, you know, just fail often, fail cheaply, fail quickly. You know, when I was off to Stanford in America, um, so I went to go do a strategic leadership course and they were talking around some of these really big successful companies. And so we're not talking around, you know, Joe Blow's, Joe Blow's uh, corner shop, yeah? We're talking around like IBM, you know, Uber, Microsoft, you know, massive organizations that made big mistakes, yeah? But what did they do? How did they learn from that, yeah? And yeah. I think one of the things I learned at Stanford is in America, more than in Australia, I would say, that in America, in their schools and in their education system, when they're teaching success, they're teaching failure with it. And I think when I was going through primary school and high school and even university through Australia, I felt that failure wasn't taught as a part of success. It was you either pass or you fail. Yeah, you're either good or you're not. Yeah. Or can you be not right, good right now, but on the road to greatness? Yeah. It can you like, is it just a stepping stone of you learning? Now, I will tell you that in my business and in my financial advisory career and in my life, it's the failures that have propelled me to the best successes in my life. And it's doing that and saying to myself, I will never do that again. Yeah. And learning from that and growing from that. And I'm sure it is the same with you. Um, 
that you've had a story like that in your life, Dana, where you've, you know, potentially had that failure or had that mistake and grown from it. Yeah. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of that thing, like you remember negative experiences really well, like as unfortunate as it is, like when, when you are, like when you're feeling discomforted or, or upset about something or regretful about something that kind of sticks with you. So when you do have a bad experience or you make a mistake that you regret, at least it's a lesson and it's something that you remember and that you know you won't do again. Like that's kind of the benefit of having to go through and suffer some of those those minor pitfalls in life because it's always a lesson and it always teaches you what not to do in the future. And the bigger the failure, the more you'll learn from it. Okay? Mm. And I'll tell you two. My father was a relatively successful businessman okay, during the 80s and 90s, okay? And he had a business where he was in partnership with his pretty much best friend from when he came here from Malta. And without getting too much into the details, yeah, he didn't have the right legal agreements in that partnership. And so when he went to go retire in his 40s, um, the payment that he should have got, yeah, from exiting the business wasn't exactly uh, what it should be because the uh-huh. there was no partnership agreement, there was no exit agreement, and we went from living a high life to living a very average life very quickly. Yeah, that wasn't his intention. He didn't mean it. Um, I don't know if he'd share that, but he um, <laughs> he uh, it was something that. You know, in hindsight, he made a mistake from, yeah. But you know what the positive out of it is? That I learned from that. I was about five years old when that happened, yeah, and that stuck with me in my career. And that taught me to be a way better businessman, yeah, from that mistake. And why am I sharing that? I'm sharing that because if the failure is that big, it can also go through generations, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it's definitely not, says something. <laughs> it's not doesn't necessarily need to be for you. And if you think about this and you think about the people and the, the way they interact with money, yeah. Think about the person that their parents lost a lot of money in the stock market. Think about how their parents talk to them about the stock market. Think about when they have in invertedly made a lot of money in the property market. And what they talk about to their kids. How many kids I know or parents, you can't lose money in property. Well, factually, that's wrong. Yeah. But that's what they teach their kids. Yeah. Or they've put money not really knowing about the stock market, for example, and then lost 50% of it in the GFC. And then they teach their kids that you should not go in the stock market. Let me explain. Failure is one thing. And it can be very impactful to the person and to the people and the generations past them. Yeah. Um, But the other thing as well, too, is how you consume that as well, too. Yeah. So how you learn from that. Okay. So um, 
this is where the successful people kind of go from the, the non-successful people. It's how you adapt to that situation, yeah? Do you keep failing from that? Do you learn from that experience, yeah? And this is where people need to, I think, work the most on their money mindset, okay? Yeah. Um, I think the other thing as well too is just people need to appreciate when it comes to money and money mindset, and one of the other key areas. So we've talked around positivity, a positivity. Sorry, we've talked around failure, yeah, um, and being okay with that. But I think the other one is good things take time, yeah. Mm. Um, I'm in business for eight. I've been in business for eighteen years, yeah. Um, at the start, it was hard, yeah. And it took a lot out of me for no reward. And trust me, a lot of thoughts came into my head. John, just go work for a bank. Yeah. Um, oh, no. I don't know, Dana, imagine me in a bank. I would have probably burnt it from the inside out, knowing me. Um, <laughs> but the gist of the story is, is that good things just take time. Yeah. And the business is obviously in a decent spot now, but that's taken 18 years to get there. Yeah. Um, it's taken me, you know, six years of my pre-business career, you know, then 12 years of growing, um, you know, that business. It all started from, from back then. If you want to go even further, it was that business conversations that I had with my father when I was really young, when I was a little kid. Like this took, this is a journey, yeah, doing, you know, degrees in business and, you know, studying business. This is, a, this is probably, if you really go back, this is probably a 30-year journey to be, you know, in, where I am in business. Yeah. But this can relate directly in money. So that's obviously a business thing. But if you talk about money, hey, Dana, how many friends are talking about jumping into certain investments at the moment with the hope of, you know, becoming the next big thing on, on MTV, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, look, mate, <laughs> it happens. It happens. You know, how many, how many people think that, they, you know, they're going to invest in the ne into the next craze, yeah, and then in two weeks' time be, you know, rolled in, you know, a Rolls Royce and have Louis Vuitton, you know, um, jocks. Yeah, it just, it's, yeah. I understand most people want to become wealthy. I get that. Yeah, I get that. But good things take time. Yeah, things that are unshakable take time. Like generating proper wealth that like is intergenerational, like will outlive you, go to your kids, your grandkids and last the test of time and, and essentially change your family's life forever. Yeah. Usually doesn't come from you rolling the dice at the crown casino and making that number. And like, there's a very small percentage that win tats lotto. Yeah. There's a lot of, very small percentage that do well at the role at the roulette table to change their life forever. And out of that small percentage, how long do they last for? Yeah. So we just got to understand with money, good things take time. Yeah. And let them take time. If it be in business, in money, and I think in anything in life, yeah, just give it time. I think we're in a world of impatience. Yeah. And let yeah, these things absolutely. just roll out you know um yeah. so i think no cutting, I, no cutting corners dana like you said there's no cutting corners i think that it's just a matter of people being in the right frame of mind um you know positive you know having that positive frame of mind accepting that failure is a part of success in their money journey 
Good things take time. So if things aren't working out after two weeks, don't just jump off. If things aren't working out for six months, don't just jump off. Things are going to take time. Yeah. And, and you, you'll see they'll come to fruition. Yeah. Be, think positive, have faith. Yeah. And, and, and push through and they will become good later on. And, I, and I'm going to share a few stories with you quickly before we wrap up. One thing I commonly say to my clients when we're starting on the journey with them is that people overestimate what they can do in 12 months, but underestimate what they can do in 12 years. And what we do as a part of our process when we're speaking to clients is we get them to put out their goals, yeah, goals and objectives. And usually the first 12 months worth of goals is like this whole list of everything they want to do. But when it comes to like 12 years from then, it's not much, yeah? And it's really kind of, I would say it's, underestimating their potential. And I'll give you an example. Like today, you know, client put on a goals for their long-term goals that, you know, by the time they were 50, they wanted, I think it was a million dollars out of, with not including their home. Yeah, so outside of their home and I think outside of super. We did a projection and modeling and they were smashing that. They probably had about like 3.4 million, yeah? And they were flabbergasted. They were just like, wow, what the hell is this? Now, don't get me wrong. Their one-year and two-year goals, we were like stretching to get them in there, yeah? So I think that people need to understand that, you know, good things will usually happen over time, yeah? And just to understand that, how can I say this? Um, Start to just think a little bit more long-term, Dana. It's, it's, for me, it's obviously not that hard because I've been around this game for so long. But, you know, it's, I feel like sometimes grabbing people and just saying, like, just be a little bit patient and wait. Like, things will get good. And, and, you know, I'm thinking about another client that, you know, just comes to mind. And they were first a bit hesitant to work with us. And 10 months later into the relationship, I asked them for a feedback of our, our process. And they couldn't believe it. Their life was changed. They were just in this amazing position. And just so you can paint the picture, these guys were like drowning in debt. They had, you know, card, credit card over here, personal loan. And they just accumulated to live life now. They just wanted everything now. Yeah. And it obviously just snowballed to a point that they felt there was no return. And so they got referred to us. We put the plan in place, did what we needed to do, build the framework, you know, put some parameters in place for them. 10 months later, consolidate everything, massive surplus in their cash flow. And one of their goals was they wanted to buy a caravan. And I had a discussion with them and I said, oh, we're still buying this caravan. It's worth a fair bit of money, yeah? Do you want to buy this caravan or not? And essentially they said to me, yeah, we want to buy it, but we're not getting back into debt for it. So we're willing to wait. That smile on my face, like, was from ear to ear. But they got themselves in the right money mindset. They weren't willing to go back to where they were failing, where they were before, and they were willing to wait for what they needed and what they wanted. Yeah, And they still want that caravan. It means a lot to them, but they're not willing to go backwards for that. They're thinking positive and they want to, they know what their potential looks like now. They know what their future looks like. They have that positive frame of mind. They've failed before. They've learned from it. Yeah. 
And now they appreciate that good things take time and they will happen and they'll feel better for it. And waiting and saving three or four years to get that caravan, imagine how they're going to feel when they actually get it. They're going to love it. Yeah, they're going to, they're going to appreciate it much more. Yeah. Um, and I get this all the time, Dana, you know, this is on a daily. There are two that I just thought of off the top of my head. And there's plenty of clients that I could go back and tell you stories of where they've gone from and where they are now and just applying, yes, the framework, the financial framework that comes with it, but just simply thinking in the right way. You know, I, I, another one that just quickly comes to mind was this concreter that, you know, thought that he was going to, you know, work till he's old and just have a house and, you know, and now he's, you know, business is thriving. It's like four times bigger than it is. He's, you know, got his house. He's got a couple of other properties. You know, it's just, a, it's, a, it's an amazing journey. And if you had to say to me, John, what changed? It was between the years. 90% of it was yeah. between the years. Yeah. 10% was in the actual paperwork and the framework and the movement of what goes on. But his belief, his positive belief in himself. Yeah. And appreciating that it's going to take time, but now that that time has come, it's really humming. Yeah. You see how passionate <laughs> I am about the money mindset because it is important. Yeah, it's probably it's probably the you know one of the most important factors is just people thinking the right way around their money. Yeah. Um. So you're feeling a little bit more positive about your changing situation, a little bit less anxious, Dana. Yeah, yeah, no, they are definitely some inspiring stories and um, lots of important lessons in, in all of those. So, yeah, I come away, I've come away from that and um, hopefully good things to come. <laughs> that's it, that's it. We'll have to work on that financial plan we were speaking about before. Yeah, but we will, we will. For um, everyone that's obviously listening, thank you very much for jumping on the episode again of this of Cash Talk. Uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. We'll We'll catch you next week where are we actually going through how to properly build your wealth creation framework? So I think that the next one out of this, which makes kind of sense is to, you know, go from a money mindset, but now going into the actual framework, what kind of framework can be built to get the money humming as well? So we'll explore that. And I've got a couple of special guests that I'm thinking that might be able to attend. So we'll see where that goes. So thanks for everyone jumping on. Uh, be sure to follow us on Spotify. And if you want to hear more about me, jump onto my Instagram, John Kasher where I'll show you some more daily updates and some more uh, hopefully inspiring uh, experiences uh, that, that you can listen to. Cheers. Have a good one. Thanks, guys.